Welcome to the Rent Free MMA Podcast, the only podcast that's living in your head rent-free. Today, we are going to be breaking down UFC Fight Night Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to J. Cole. My name is Johnny, a.k.a. the MMA Scouter, a.k.a. Rebel Lion, um, Sherdog. My co-host today is Sherdog Betting Forum's very own Lemon Zest. How you doing, bro? Hey, man. Good. Yeah, what's up? Good, good, good. The fans have been asking me to get you on, man. <laughs> right on, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode, so you know I don't really get no fans yet. But uh, ho- ho- hopefully, uh, you know people who hear this, uh, go ahead and share, share, share this with everybody. Okay, I know, I know, you MMA fans can't get enough of this. So um, here comes, here comes another MMA uh, betting podcast. Um, so here on this podcast, what we do here is we break down the fights from the prelims all the way up to the main event, um, and along the way we break down the odds from a betting perspective. So um, yeah, up. up up next, we have UFC Fight Night Raleigh featuring uh, Junior Dos Santos versus Curtis Blades. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this card, man? Yeah, well, uh, like for the Blades fight? Yeah, just, just our thoughts on this card overall. Oh, overall? Yeah, it's a decent yeah. card. It's a decent card. Like, I always like seeing guys like RDA fight, Rob mm-hmm. yep. uh JDS, so... Yeah, no, okay. it's a decent card. What if, which fights are you uh, most excited to see as a fan? Oh, I'm always, for sure, the main event. I want to see, I want to see this fight, and I want to see the RDA, Kiesa fight. So, yeah, probably the co yeah, yeah. and the main are, are decent fights. Always good to see, uh, you know, some heavyweight fighters. Um, there's a couple cards, um, there's a couple guys on here that I like. Um, I mean, you know, some, it's one of those cards that, you know, you got a couple of fighters that you like, but nobody else likes, you know, unless you're like a hardcore MMA fan, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, are there any uh, bets that you see on here that uh, that you're kind of leaning on? Any any favorite bets on here? Yeah, I was just watching some of the – some. I was watching some tape on the undercard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got some solid leans there, I feel like. Okay. But you, say, you don't want to say it yet? Okay, but, no worries. Yeah, you want to uh, go, go through the fights, well, but I don't want to do it. Well, mine – well, mine is, is going to be Alex Perez and RDA. So those are going to be my two picks, my two uh, my two man parlay for this card. Yep. Any, right. uh, any any do you see any props that you want to snipe on the start? Um, not not yet. There's no, no major. I'll probably just stick with money lines, just mm-hmm. less less risk. You know. For I sure, mean, for sure, for sure. I do think Angela Hill is going to win a decision. That's that's if I was going to hit a prop, that's one prop that I right, right. I think we'll probably right. hit. The, the, those who know me know that I. Uh, I don't like WMMA fights. Uh, I'll express that. I mean, I, I love I love the idea that women, you know, train martial arts. I hate the idea that they're mixed in with, you know, like top, like premier fighters. So you'll hear, you'll hear that from me. So, yeah, um, you know, a couple props that I like. Um, I, I do think RDA is going to finish. Um, and I do see uh, Blades and Dos Santos possibly going a little bit longer, but we'll see. Um, so, that, yeah, so let's break down these cards. Uh, all right. From the bottom all the way up to the top. Um, first fight of the night is going to be Herbert Burns versus Nate. Uh, shit, I don't know how to say his last name. I think it's Landwehr. Landwehr. Yeah, Landwehr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Nate Landwehr is negative one twenty. The comeback on Herbert Burns is plus one hundred. Um, from what I do know, I mean, they're both making their be- debut here. I'm not really sure um too much about these guys just because they're new. I know uh, Herbert Burns is the brother of Gilbert Burns. He uh, pretty similar to Gilbert Burns, um, decent Muay Thai, really good jiu-jitsu, but there's a lack of like blending, blending in between. 
just kind of holding both of them back. But uh, Herbert Burns is very slick. I've seen a couple of slick, slick highlights of him. He's really good on bars, just like his brother. Nate Land, where, um, man, this guy is, um, he looks like an interesting character. He, uh, definitely interesting character for sure. He, uh, he's a bit of a brawler. Um, I would fancy him a little bit about the style of, like, John Lineker. He just swings for defenses and, 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 and he hopes he wins the war of attrition. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, the odds are even. I have no idea who's going to win this fight, to be honest. Um, and I don't, I don't think anybody could really predict this set down to a T. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an even fight. I don't know who to pick for this one. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I watched tape on both these guys, and I, I pretty heavily favor Landwehr. Because just what I'm seeing from Burns yeah. is he's like he's kind of that BJJ guy who, who's content yeah. to pull guard. And, and like, yeah, he's a, he's a true jiu-jitsu guy from just watching tape. What I saw, he, he wants to be on the ground. He wants to be trying for subs. And but he, he doesn't have the offensive wrestling. He's kind of like that guy that pulls guard, you know. Okay. So, so yeah. I think and then Landwehr is like yeah, like you said, like he's a Lineker. He's he's just a fucking brawler. Like he wants to he wants to be in the pocket and he's throwing uppercuts. I mean he yeah he just wants to be in the pocket and swing. But he he has a true he has more of like a killer instinct. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, I think he's just going to get in the pocket and want to bang. So I, I'm not really quite sure how Burns wins this fight. Because his stand-up is just like, Burns is kind of more like jab, jab, and then hope it goes to the ground. So, yeah, I, I would favor Landwehr. Okay. Um, you know, the only thing I, I, I could see Burns winning, I mean, I, I, if I were to pick, I would pick Nate Landwehr as well, just because of just how savage he is. Um, the only thing, though, I, I could see Burns like slapping on like a really slick jiu-jitsu like armbar or something like that, just because like, Nate, he's not very technical. He's just like very, he's just a brawler out there. So if, if he follows him to the ground, falls into his guard, or just is being being careless like he normally is, because Nate, he's, he's easy to hit as well. So oh, yeah, I, I can sure. see them finishing each other. Um, I can also see him going uh, over two and a half as well. So, um, yeah. So, all right, next up on the card, yeah, Brett John versus Tony Gravely. Um, Tony Gravely is the favorite here at negative 115, now they're even. Um, and to come back on Brett John is negative 110. Oh, 105 here. Um, Nate, uh, let's see here. Tony Gravely making his debut. Um, the little that I know about him, he uh, looks like a wrestle boxer. A little rudimentary on the feet. Um, he looks super duper strong, though. I don't know how this guy makes, uh, what is it, 135 here? Yeah, this guy looks really strong. He's like a little little tank. Um, wrestling is top notch. Uh, his control, I don't know about his control. It looks okay on on, on that. His jiu-jitsu defense, not so great. He has, like, four submission losses on the record. Um, and his striking, it, it looks like he just hooks through his punches. He doesn't look like he's a very um, savvy striker. He doesn't really have much technique. He's just, he kind of hooks and muscles through everything, you know? Yeah. And um, But he looks very strong. So, um, not really sure how he matches up with Brett Johns. Brett Johns is a, uh, he's from Wales. Um, he blends. He's actually a little more skilled. They, they both have a, kind of a similar style. They're both wrestle boxers. Brett Johns. He's a little more smoother. He um, he's got really good counters. He's, his boxing is a lot better. He, he doesn't have much power compared to Tony, but um, he's a little more smoother. He blends his wrestling with his striking a little bit better. Um, so they both. It's kind of like a mirror match here. Um, and 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 the odds kind of uh, show that the odds are even. Um, as far as the pick goes, I don't have a pick, but I do think this fight goes over two and a half. Um, don't I don't know who's gonna win this. So, um, how, what are your thoughts on this? 
I see it very much the same way. Like Gravely is like this super strong dude who's just mm-hmm. like the physicality, like his legs are like trees, right? So, mm-hmm. and then, but like, I agree, Brett Johns is actually a better martial artist. Like he, he's showing way slicker moves. He's, he has like yeah. one of the only calf slicer subs. Yeah, that calf slicer was slick. Yeah, so he's like, he's a very slick jujitsu guy and a boxer. Mm-hmm. But then the great, just the pure physicality, like I could see Gravely just being on top all three rounds just because he's fucking strong. So, right. it, yeah, I kind of yeah. feel like Gravely I mean, is... I could see Gravely getting uh, John done his back. I don't know if he's going to hold him down, though, to be honest. Yeah. I think John yeah. has the better... He's a, he's a more experienced. He's just... Uh, I mean, he's got more UFC experience, and I think his jiu-jitsu is a little bit better. I don't yeah. know if he's going to hold him down, so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's the superior athlete versus the, the yep. superior youth, you know, mixed martial artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, close fight, close fight. Uh, next fight on the card, we have Lena Landberg versus Sarah McMahon. Like I said, I'm not a fan of women fights. I think uh, betting on women's fight is a second-tier bet. I'm just, I'm going to keep telling you that. That's my betting philosophy. Uh, whoever wants to oppose that, I don't care, whatever it is. Uh, Sarah McMahon is uh, a wrestler. She gives up. Uh, she she tends to um, she's a good hammer, but not a good right now. She you've seen her get finished. Um, Lena Landsberg is a a clinch fighter. She throws elbows in the clinch, presses you against the fence. Um, she's kind of durable, kind of not. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like I was watching tape on this. It is Lena Landsberg has one element to her game. It's clinch, push you against the fence, throw knees. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. all her game is. She doesn't have boxing. She does nothing else. It's like clinch, up against the fence, throw knees. So it's like, yeah. to me, the way, Sarah McMahon is, the way Sarah McMahon is built, I don't I don't see her, like, getting stuck there. Like, she's she's an Olympic wrestler. Like, she's mm-hmm. – I think she's going to – she's super strong. Her center gravity is low. Like, she's going to explode out. I just can't see – like, this This fight comes down to whether or not Lena Landsberg can hold her against the fence. If she can, then Lena Landsberg will cruise to a decision. But I just don't see that happening. Like, McMahon's way too strong. And yeah. I mean, I read some – but she's 40 years old, though, you know? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Both of these women are pretty old. Yeah, exactly. So, man, that's, that's even more of a variable. I have yeah. no idea who's going to win this. Um, yeah. From yeah. what I heard, I think Sarah McMahon is coming off of a – coming off of a pregnancy as well. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's so many variables. Who the heck can predict this? Oh, I forgot to tell you the odds. McMahon I'm, I'm is negative pick. 155 to come back on Landsberg is plus 135. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, I, I would definitely – I'm going to place a bet on McMahon here because I like her. Even at minus 150, oh. I think the, the price I thought was minus 150 on McMahon. And I think that's mm-hmm. about right. But I, I just – yeah, I think she's going to win. I, I, All right, man. I, don't, I don't know how Landsberg's going to win the fight. <laughs> Well, good luck on that, man. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna blaze through these picks. Um, your, your boy's sitting in LA right now, so uh, we're gonna blaze through these picks here. Um, we have the biggest co- uh, biggest uh, odds on the card, the biggest favorite here. We got Montel Jackson versus Felipe Colares. Montel Jackson being a negative 650 favorite to come back in Colares is plus 475. Uh, Montel Jackson coming out of uh, Milwaukee, he's a Muay Thai self power fighter. Great, uh, this guy's got. Gloves the size of Nganus, and he's only 135 pounds, which is ridiculous. Um, pretty good prospect, young guy. Um, oh, decent wrestling, de- decent defensive wrestling. Um, really good boxing. Um, good elbows. Um, yeah, this guy's a. Uh, he's he's a freak. He's a freak for his um, a freak of nature for his um, for his weight class. 
Um, he's fighting Felipe Calares, who's a jungle fight champion, dude from Brazil. Um, didn't have a great debut. He got out wrestled and 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 uh, out gassed. Um, in his in his sophomore fight, he looked a lot better. Um, you know, same same for Montel. He lost his debut fight as well. Got out wrestled, gassed a little bit. Um, both looked better in their second fights. Calares, um, the only way he can win this, if if he takes this to the ground and just rinse and repeat. Um, I think he's like a judo black belt or some something like that. He's got some decent jujitsu. Um, no bet, obviously, just because he's such a big uh, Montel's just a big big favorite. I could possibly see this going uh, three rounds, just because you know Felipe, he's you know coming from a poor background. I'm sure he's motivated. He's not gonna just sit there and give up. So um, yeah, I could see this going over two and a half. Um, not a bet for me, but uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think the chance could be because um, Felipe is obviously like a jujitsu guy, Colaris. So he's he's gonna be probably wanting the sub. So I I just don't know how good Jackson's uh, like sub defense game is and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Jackson beat Jackson beat Kelleher and Sutton So those are both legit dudes, you know. So right. I don't, I, yeah, it's it's a tough fight to call, but yeah, probably the, the line's probably right. With Jackson a bit of a favorite. Right, 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 right. Huge line, huge line. Okay, well, um, all right, next fight. Justine Kish versus Lucy Pudilova. Uh, Justine Kish is negative uh, plus one forty-five, and they come back on Pudilova is negative one sixty-five. Pudilova is the boxer from Czech Republic. Um, she's really tall for her division. She's got a good jab. She's she moves laterally. That's pretty cool. Decent boxing, but she's single dimension. That's all she does is box. She barely throws any kicks, but she's really tall and yeah, her boxing doesn't look too bad. I'll, I'll give her that. Uh, Justine Kish is a Muay Thai fighter. Um, she she throws all of her eight points, her, her elbows, knees, and hands and her feet. Um, she throws a lot of pitter patter, but she doesn't seem to have much power. Um, but she's she's got the uh, you know she's she definitely throws a little more variety compared to Pudilova. This fight, um, another toss up. Um, however, Justine Kish is a dog. You know, maybe you want to throw something on that. Um, I don't know who's going to win this fight. It's really dependent on what the judges see. Um, Justine Kish's, you know, um, I mean, she may, maybe Kish beats her in the clinch. I don't know. I mean, uh, I've, I've seen her throw some pretty nice uh, standing elbows and stuff. Um, but, I mean, regardless of whether she's more skilled than her, her opponent, the judges tend to just throw these both of these fighters in a split decision. So I wouldn't even recommend a bet on either one of them. Um, technically, I mean, plus 145, you, you, I mean, if you're going to do a coin flip and you're going you're gonna to get a plus 25, you probably want to take that. Um, however, I do fight, see this fight going over two and a half. It's kind of juice. Maybe you want to parlay that with somebody. Plus 325, uh, maybe. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said. This is going to be a super close fight. It's just two, mm-hmm. two like, middle-of-the-pack girl fighters. They're just they're just going to go in there and make it messy. and It's going to be a close decision. Yeah, there's some value on Kish. I mean, she's plus 145 when the odds should really be 110 apiece, right? Yeah. If I was going to bet it, I would just take whoever was the dog, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next fight in the uh, card, we have Arnold Allen versus Nick Lentz. Uh, this is being held at 145, so it looks like Nick Lentz is going down in weight from 155. Oh, Arnold okay. Allen, negative 260. Uh, the comeback on Nick Lentz is plus 220. Um, damn, the odds are pretty wide. Nick Lentz is not bad. I mean, it really depends on the weight cut. I don't know. Arnold Allen is the um, uh, he's from England, um, fighting out of um, of a TriStar 
really solid Muay, uh, Muay Thai. Really solid southpaw. Really great left hand. He's super strong. Um, he looks, you know, he looks like he has a lot of strength, and he's got that, uh, that really locked jaw. I mean, he had a really, really good front head choke that he's gotten a couple of people with. Um, like he's even gotten some black belts with it. He's got, he caught, he caught Matt Burnell in a in a scramble, caught his neck, and um, yeah, this guy's got a, a powerful guillotine. Um, you know, your typical tri-star striker, really patient, doesn't always go for the finish. Uh, Nick Lentz is your 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 typical gritty grinder. Nick Lentz fighting out of uh, Hart Knox 360, so his, his striking is underrated. It's not too bad, but um, he's not great defensively. You know, he's a grinder. Um, I mean, I see Arnold Allen winning this. However, I mean, I've seen Arnold Allen on his back before against Mirakani, which I was yelling at this, the TV screen because I had my money on him. Like, dude, get the fuck up. Like, yeah, you know, and yeah, he pissed me off. So, uh, you know, I do think he'll win this fight just because Nick Lentz, is, I don't know how his weight cut is going to go. Um, also, he's getting a little up there in age. His wear and tear is going to get him in there. And Arnold Allen's pretty young, pretty young, so I can see him, you know, improving from fight to fight. Um, the, the odds are a little too, too wide for me, but I'm picking Arnold Allen here. I think he's going to go over two and a half. Um, and, yeah, that's it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's like Arnold Allen's super young, super, like, mm-hmm. confident. Like, he wants it so bad. You can tell in every one of his fights. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just a younger, more, you know, probably faster, better cardio, better everything. Nick mm-hmm. Lentz is good, but he's, yeah, he's like nine years older. That's a big, yeah, that's he, a big deal. But he is a better wrestler, though. You know, you never know. You might yeah. be able to squeak out a little split decision or something. But, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. But, but he's still, my, my, stand, my pick still stands. Yeah, I agree. I think Allen's going to win. I mean, but it's, uh, oh, Lentz oh. is not a bad bet. If you can get, like, good dog odds on him, he's not that bad of a bet. Right, right, right. What do you think? You think Allen's going to win by decision? Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, more more likely than that. That would be my pick. Okay. Well, uh, then we have the ESPN prelims headliner on ESPN Plus. Uh, We got Bevon Lewis uh, versus Daquan Townsend, a.k.a. uh, A.k.a. dude looks like two chains over here. (laughs) (laughs) True. He does look like two chains, bro. Yeah, true. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so uh, huge odds, second highest odds on here. <laughs> uh, Bevan Lewis is negative four forty. The comeback on Daquan, new Daquan, uh, plus three fifty. Pretty big odds, um, especially for a young guy like Bevan Lewis. I do expect him to win here. Uh, Bevan Lewis is the uh, training partner of John Jones. Um, you can kind of tell he fights kind of like John Jones because he likes to fight in the clinch. Okay, um, he's got he got he he does those um. Those uh, Greg Jack, uh, those Jackson Wink um, um, oblique kicks. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Um, yeah, he, I got you. He's got a solid overhand right. He fights in the clinch. He throws elbows. He throws knees. Um, yeah, he's, he his style looks good. I don't know why he keeps losing, but um, um, you know he was beating Jariah Hall those first two rounds, and then third round he just got caught with that spinning. Or I forgot what he got caught with, but yeah, he got caught. Um, he's still young. I I do expect him to roll roll here. Uh, Daquan, I I've only seen one fight of his, which was his debut against that uh that African booty scratcher. I forget his name. Um. Uh, yeah, whatever that dude's name was, some some big buff African dude. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Daquan looks like a tall dude. I mean, I'm just gonna call him Two Chain here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. He looks like he has a decent jab, though. He didn't look too bad in that in that fight. He has a decent jab. Um. On his record, he just he hasn't 
that was actually his first knockout loss on his record against that African booty stretcher. Um, regional, he, his style is kind of regional, you know, it looks like he's, he's been toiling on the regional scene and it's yeah. kind of like where his, his style really belongs. I do expect uh, Bevan to win here, but negative 440 is a little too much. Um, maybe I might take a stab on uh, Bevan by decision, I don't know. But, um, I mean, just judging from the style, like, yeah. I, just, I'm remembering him seeing in my head, I know Daquan likes it to pump out that jab, and um, when Bevan Lewis was fighting Uriah Hall, Hall was pumping out a lot of those jabs as well, and Hall has a a lightning fast jab, and I seen Bevan trying to set up uh, the slip to the left and throwing an overhand right over that jab, and he actually caught Uriah a couple of times, but uh, shit, this goddamn helicopter right over my head. Um, yeah, I see, I see, I see him. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles right now, that's why. Um, I seen Bevan trying to catch him with that overhand right, and he almost caught Uriah a couple of times, but you know, Uriah's being a, a, a solid striker and a very savvy striker, he, he, he caught him, you know, he he, he didn't fall for it. So, yeah, man, Bevan, it looks like he comes from a good camp. I do expect him to roll here. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't really know these guys that well. But, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at Bevan, he looks physically like a beast. And he's, yeah. he's training at Jackson Wink. So, it's like, yeah, I mean, that, just that alone, like looking at his physically and where he's training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a strong uh, strong start for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, let's move on. Uh and then let's move on to the main card of the the main card here. Uh, Jamal Hill versus Darko Stosic. Uh, you have Jamal Hill at negative 125. The comeback on Stosic is plus 105. Jamal Hill comes from uh, the Dana White, um, Dana White Tuesday night bum fights. Um, the bump fights, huh? <laughs> no, just kidding. Now, you know what? There's some good fighters that came out of that. I'm just kidding. I, I like to call it that sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, Jamal Hill, I mean, I saw him fight once. He doesn't look that great, to be honest. Um, I don't think he's ready for the big leagues. But, dude, uh, I mean, I mean, we're talking about 205 here. 205, usually when it comes to 185 pounds and up in the UFC, you, anybody can kind of make it. They're, they're not really that deep. So, I guess they really needed him. Um, but he's yeah. a tall dude. Uh, looks decent, decently athletic. He's like six four, um, really really long reach. He's a southpaw. Um, defensively, he doesn't look that great. He has his hands down sometimes. Um, but you know, I mean, judging by his length, that's probably why, because he's like much taller and longer than most people he fights. I don't see him being too good in the UFC, but maybe you know, maybe some um, if he just toils around in the lower, the bottom half of the division, maybe he might be able to develop some skills. I don't know. Um, but that's really not much I can say about him. I mean, uh, I guess he's a striker here. His ground game isn't too good either. So uh, this guy's a little too green for me. So yeah. Um, Darko Stosic, he is the training partner of Mirko Prokop. Um, he is also a Hulk. Um, uh, man, it's hard for me to kind of figure him out as well. He looks like a decent fighter, but he just um he hooks his way through the fight and um. He's uh he's got decent wrestling. He's got a decent overhand right. Um, I mean, just tra- him training with um, him training with Prokop, I'm sure he he has he knows how to fight against Alpaz. So how this fight plays out, I think uh, I could see Darko landing takedowns. I could see him uh, chopping away at uh, Jamal Hill's legs, and um, that's how I think he's gonna win the fight. I think uh, Darko's going to win this fight. I'm, pick- I'm-, I'm picking him just because Jamal Hill's too green. But 
Darko, man, here's a prop that I might actually fuck with. Darko dis- by decision. Um, I mean, I can see I'm knocking him out too, but I'm going to take the decision line just because it's a little juicy. Uh, plus 420. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely think Darko wins, but I don't know if mm-hmm. it's by decision or... or uh, yeah, the I mean, they're big boys. Yeah. The only thing, like, typically, like, Darko, if it's a competitive fight, he's such a big dude that he gasses out. But, like... Like this Jamal Hill guy's like he's not good. Like like you said, he's super yeah. green. So I don't know. Yeah, like he doesn't really look like a pro MMA fighter. So yeah, I think Darko's well, gonna. But it, Dark, Darko's issue is that he gasses out. So um, you mean I, I don't I don't trust his gas tank. So uh, it, it's it's definitely not a great bet. But um, you know I'm only taking that decision line just because of the value. You know. Yeah. So um. I can see that happening. I do see him uh, landing the inside leg kick. I do see, see him um, getting takedowns when he needs to if Jamal Hill starts to pressure him. The only thing I don't trust about Darko is that uh, he, he doesn't have a good gas tank. So, yeah, it's it's not a safe bet, but um, I like I like the number on it. So, yeah. All right, moving on. So, we have Angela Hill versus Hannah Cyphers. Angela Hill is negative 185. The comeback on Cyphers is plus 160. Um, Angela Hill, Muay Thai fighter, light on her feet, throws some variety, ciphers, uh, single dimension. She just throws right hands, and that's about it. Um, I'm gonna have to take this one away. Yeah, I mean, Angela Hill is actually like she's evolving and she's become pretty good. Like, she, I like how she boxes, like, she moves around good, she's throwing some punches, she's like you said, light on her feet, she moves around really well. So, I actually like her, like, I, I like her to win here. She's, I think, okay. she'll just run away with it with the boxing. Yeah, I, I can see her winning too. Just because Cipher, she she does she has one move, which is throwing her right hand, and that's about it. Like I, I think I expect Hill to win here, but you know it's really untrustworthy fighter. Yeah. So uh, especially at, a, at at two to one odds, I don't really trust it. So yeah. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. The price is about yeah. right. Yep. Okay, so uh, now we're getting a little closer to the main event. We have Alex Perez versus Jordan Espinosa. Alex Perez at a negative two fifty five to come back on Espinosa plus two twenty five. Odds um, have gotten pretty wide on this. I really like the opener at negative 215. I was hoping it'll stick, but I guess people uh, wanted to hammer it, or maybe it was me that changed the line. I don't know. I did drop a big bet on Alex Perez, as well as the next fight, Dos Anjos. Um, like I said, uh, he's part of my two-man parlay, um, including Dos Anjos. Um, Perez, coming from the Dana White uh, Tuesday night, um, whatever, um, as well as Espinosa, Perez is a beast. Um, I really, really, really like his style. He uh, really, really impressed me. Um, he's a um, really good striker, really, really good wrestler, and a really good submission fighter. Um, he's a pressure fighter. He throws feints. He's got a great jab. He's got a great left hook. He's, he's a willing brawler. He's uh, very patient. Like, this, this guy's got it all, man. Like, um, he really disappointed me against Joe, J- Joseph Benavides in that fight. I'm not really sure why he underperformed there, but um, I mean, I listened to some one of his interviews. He said he got uh, he got headbutted in that fight, and then and then he got hit in the back of the head. So um, that was a weird fight overall. Okay. Um, but I, I I expect him to bounce back. Um, and dude got a, a really ridiculous guillotine choke, a really good um, like darts choke, great front headlock chokes. This guy's got great single legs. He he changes wrestling. No, I can't really say much. Like, I can't say enough about this guy. He's, he's I think he's a really a dark horse here. Um, yeah, he he goes for single legs. He he, he 
He he can switch to the double leg. This guy's uh, this guy's got it all, man. Um, I expect him, uh, and he's got really good uh, cat kicks as well. So I know Espinoza. He is a mover. This guy this guy is very light on his feet. He's very fast. Um, but what he he he's got some power on himself too, and he's got some good jujitsu. So Espinoza, he's not a bad fighter. I just don't like his style, just because um, especially not in this matchup either, just because. Espinosa, he's he's gonna be moving around a lot, and 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 when he does try to move laterally, I expect Perez to chop his legs down at range, okay. which is gonna force Espinosa to come in and dart in just because he's gonna be losing at range. I don't I don't see Espinosa winning at range, so he's gonna be forced to get into the pocket or 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 close the distance against Perez, and that's where Perez is just gonna clip this dude somewhere, some way. I don't know. I know Espinosa doesn't really like um he he kind of gets his chin up sometimes too, so. Um, I, I see Alex Perez clipping him somewhere and finishing the fight. I don't know, it might be a big club and sub, or maybe it might be a knockout on the feet um, due to, uh, you know, a barrage of punches or something, but that's how I kind of see it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Alex Perez definitely wins, and the line reflects that. Um, like you say, Espinosa moves around a lot. Like, he's good at moving his feet, but he's not – like, sometimes he blocks punches with his face. Like, so he doesn't exactly. always, you know, so he's, he's good at moving around with his feet, but I don't know how slick his boxing is and his defense is. Like, it seems like he gets clipped pretty he's easy. fast. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just fast. Like, you know, but he's, he's fighting a bunch of, like, slow pokes. He's fighting a bunch of, like, people who just don't know what they're doing. And yeah. I think Alex is present because his skills are just, his, his skills are top notch. I, I really, really like this guy. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the way he thinks, is, I think yeah. a lot better. Jordan Espinosa is, like, too loose. Like, his, his, like, Alex Perez has that tight Muay Thai, like, tight guard. Yeah. Everything's tight. Espinosa's the opposite. Like, everything's yeah. loose, flying all over the place. So, yeah, I think I think Perez yeah. is going to just beat him up here. Yeah. Cool. So, I can see Espinosa beating, getting wins in the, in the division just because of, of his style. It's so annoying. He's, like, in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. Um, he can be a very frustrating fighter um, for a fighter to fight him. But, uh, yeah, Perez is just way too, way too skilled to let that happen. Um, I think Perez's leg kick or his his calf kicks are just going to stop him at his tracks. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next fight, we have the co-main event. We have Michael Chiesa versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos is uh, negative 260 to come back on Michael Chiesa. It's plus 220. Um, I, my, Dos Anjos all the way here. I mean, do I even need to break down? Um, these guys are – I'm sure the, the audience kind of knows who, who, who Dos Anjos is. Great Muay Thai fighter, uh, great southpaw, great uh, – they're, they're both southpaws. Um, great wrestling. Um, he's got a solid chin. He's a pressure fighter. Um, he's, he's got a lot of decision on his record, but I, I feel like he's going to finish Kiesa here. Kiesa is moving up in, in welterweight. Both of them are former lightweights here. Kiesa, um, his takedowns aren't great, but um, what, what, what makes him really great was that he's, he was so much bigger than everybody at lightweight. And so he cut a, a ton of weight. His, 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 um, his, his takedowns from the clinch is what gets everybody, and uh, he, he's able to just out-muscle and outsize everybody and get to their back, and he has a lot of leverage in order to get those rear chokes that he's really good at. But dude has two left feet when it comes to striking. This guy is fucking, like, his, his, he'll never... This guy's got no fundamental striking skills. I, I, I don't trust him. He, he gets hit a lot, and how I see this fight happening is Dos Anjos is a pressure fighter. Chiesa is a pressure fighter. Who's going to give? Well... Dos Anjos is the better striker. He's a great wrestler and he's a good jiu-jitsu fighter. So I, as soon I, I can see Kiesa like just moving, trucking forward and, and, and really like making this a war of attrition, just like, like he always does. 
Because he always loses the first round of most fights, and then he comes back and, and, and gets the rear naked choke on somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, but I see those as soon as he starts taking a step back, I, I see Dos Anjos doing that Robbie Lawler combo and him getting him against the fence and just, just pouring it on him, um, chopping that inside leg. I mean, uh, I, you know, Dos Anjos was chopping uh, Leon um, Edwards' legs out in that first round. He was chopping his legs out. Um, I, can, I, can, I see that happening here in this fight. I don't see Kiesa, if, even if he does take Dos Anjos down, I don't see him holding him down. And I don't see him choking him out, obviously, either. So what the hell is Kiesa going to do? He can maybe win by decision, just by, I mean, I see people talking about how big he is. And, and the fact that he's cutting, cutting less weight, he, he probably have, has um, better gas tank, maybe. But, like, it's still, that, there's still such a skill disparity. Like, Kiesa is, he doesn't have any striking skills. He's just, he, he's, he's a rookie. Um, I, I think that Dos Anjos is going to finish him there. As soon as Kiesa takes a back step, I don't know what's going to be by submission or TKO, but it's going to be one of those. What are you about? Yeah, I, I'm, I agree. I think RDA is just so tough and he's so good everywhere that it's, you know, like I think Kiesa is kind of one of those guys he like, he wants to get in scrambles and find a sub. Like, you know, he's kind of that middle of the pack fighter that, he capitalizes off of people's mistakes, right? Or just or just wearing them out, right? Like the war of attrition. But like RDA is too good for all that. So yep. yeah, I think, I think RDA is just better everywhere. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Kiesa's lost to Pettis looks even worse because Pettis is on a terrible losing streak. He was, he was beating, I mean, he was getting Pettis down. And then in that second round, it looked like he... Um, uh, like he got hit by Pettis and he starts smiling. So he he gets back up and he throws some goofy ass. Uh, he he threw, he threw a left kick from Southpaw, and then he picked up his right foot and threw a front kick. I don't know who to, who the fuck taught him that, <laughs> but uh, it's like it, it's like what is that? I don't even know what that is. Like this, that's like who? I don't know what martial arts school teaches that, but <laughs> I wouldn't even call that Muay Thai or something. I don't know. And then Pettis drops him with that overhand right, and then takes him down. Falls into an armbar and then that, you know that's it. Like this guy, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, more people will take PSO so I can get better odds in RDA. So. Yeah, and I'm yep. just watching a bit of tape here too. Kevin Lee like subbing him in the first round, like rear naked choking him in the first round. So like I think Kies is a bit of a like go for broke type guy. And then if mm -hmm. it doesn't if it doesn't go his way, then when he's yep. when he's getting his ass kicked, then it's, he kind of can crumble. So yeah, I think yeah. RDA is going to wear him down. Yeah. Kiesa has that, that Homer Simpson style as well. Like he, he waits for people to beat him up, get tired, and he goes after their back and gets that very naked shirt. But Casanos yeah. has really good gas tank. I don't expect him to to, to I expect him I, yeah, I don't expect him to like to get weaker as the fight goes on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I expect a good performance and uh and Dos Anjos has proven that he he, he knows how to fight against Sapaz. Like 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 uh, against uh, Colby Covington, that fight was a lot closer than than, 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 you know, the unanimous decision shows. So, yeah. Um, he was landing a bunch of body shots. You know, Kiesa does that high guard that he does. I, I, I expect the Dos Anjos to land to the body at some point, go go high, go low, go high, chop the legs. Like, yeah, it, it, he, he, he's going to roll here. I, I'm, I'm super confident of this. And this, this is going to be my two man parlay Dos Anjos and Alex Perez. I think it pays. Let's see here. How much does this pay? A 110 right now. I mean, it's not that pretty, but uh, I like it. Yeah. And if you're really feeling, if you're feeling real lucky, I would probably both of them by finish. 
But, uh, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, coming down to the main event, we have Curtis Blades versus Junior Dos Santos. Curtis Blades is negative 250, and the comeback on Junior Dos Santos is plus 210. Um, Dos Santos, the former champion, this guy has taken so much damage. I don't know if this guy is going to have his full brain um, by the time he retires. But, um, you know, I like Dos Santos a lot, man. I like his personality. He's always happy. He's always smiling. He's, uh, he's got a great energy, great vibe. I like him as a person. I um, wish the best for him. But I, you know what? I was going to say I don't see him winning here. But low-key, maybe he – I mean, I, I, it's just a heavyweight fight. And, and, and there's something like, – there's a couple of factors going in here. Um, so just to kind of break down who they are, uh, Dos Santos, great overhand right. Um, sometimes it gets him in trouble. Um, great jab, one of the best jabs at heavyweight. Um, he moves really well. He's really, really hard to take down. He's got kicks in his arsenal. This guy's got a chin for days. Although it's kind of deteriorating a little bit, you know, but it is heavyweight. Supposed black belt, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen him. I've never seen him use it, but, you know, it's there apparently. Um, Curtis Blades, um, developing fighter, uh, heavyweight in his 20s, great wrestling. He's got brutal ground and pound, brutal elbows. He's still developing. Um, he's got a great chin himself, and he's pretty got, he, has, he has a pretty good gas tank on him. Um, for a heavyweight, though, Curtis, um, I mean, he's, he's got some decent striking in there. It's kind of robotic in there, but, but it serves his purpose. He, he strikes with you, gets close to the distance, gets the clinch, and, and you know, gets the rear waist lock takes you down, whatever it is, you know? Um, however, most of the times, most of uh, Junior Dos Santos' most recent losses is, is that he's getting knocked out on the feet by heavy, big punchers. But Curtis Blade isn't that guy. So, um, and not only that, like, you know, the reason why Dos Santos gets hit so much by wrestlers is that he, 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 he's he got a really decent head movement and, and he, he puts his hands down in order to, to kind of grab the underhooks He's good at grabbing those, and, and a lot of wrestlers are, are, are not able to take him down, and that's why his takedown defense is pretty decent. But because of, he puts his hands down, he, and he's really reliant on moving his head and, and things like that, um, he gets hit a lot. And also the one thing that – and the reason why – and the reason why he's always getting his back against the fence is, is, is because of that reason. It, you know, his, him, him having his back against the fence is part of his, his takedown defense. Um, you know, he, it, it's, it's, it's for him to have leverage on and also to grab underhooks, but he gets – Beat up on the goddamn fence all the damn time. So, Yo, that's um, that's true, dude. He does end up on the fence a lot. Yeah, but it, but I think it's 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 that's the nature of his fighting style. Is again, it's, it's the reason why is because he he doesn't get taken down a lot. You know, there's a trade off here. That's he interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's true. Yeah, it's it's because he's immediately grabbing underhooks, and and not only that, when when people are trying to try to take him down, he. He's got that fence to, to kind of lean on in order to hold him back, you know? Yeah. But the trade-off is that he, he puts his head back against the fence and he gets beat up in the clinch. Yeah, that's so, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, the odds are a little wide just because it's a heavyweight fight. Anything can happen. Um, this is a five-round fight, man. This is a long time for Curtis Blade to be trying to get this fight to the ground. Unless Curtis, like, finishes him with a rear ground and pound, which is, um, you know, you don't even know if, whether or not he can get Junior Dos Santos down in the early rounds unless he kind of, like, rocks him first. So um, I can see Junior upsetting this at a plus 210 underdog. However, I'm going to just pick Curtis Blades um, due to being younger. And, and, and we've seen Dos Santos lose a certain type of fight as well. If Curtis Blades can, you know, clinch him up, dirty him up there, and, and hopefully get that rear waist lock, get him to the ground, and just kind of beat him up, I can see him winning. 
Um, I also have a really big underdog pick on this one here, and it's not Dos Santos, but actually I'm going to take this fight to go um, over two and a half, but I'm, I'm going to throw a little bit of change on the fight going to a, a decision, which is plus 320. Um, I know the heavyweight fight. Uh, I just have a weird hunch about it. I know Curtis Blades has a great chin. He has great cardio. Dos Santos has great chin. He has great cardio as well. I can see them going all five rounds. I'm going to fucking run with it. I got a really monster parlay. Um, that includes four fighters. Um, I'm not going to pop off like that yet. Uh, maybe I could. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a couple more listeners or something. I might just release that. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like, yeah, I want I want JDS to win, you know. Like, obviously, if it stays on the feet, JDS has better boxing. But the problem is the whole time he's boxing, he's, like, trying to not get taken down by Curtis Blades. So that's that's the story of the fight, you know. And I was watching Blades fight uh Overeem and it's you know Overeem and JDS probably you know similar caliber fighters and uh yeah Overeem's looking good but eventually he ends up on his back for a lot of the fight and ultimately gets finished in the third round so it's it's going to be tough for JDS to stay standing like all five rounds so mm-hmm. yeah I mean he's going to piece him up on the feet but but then it's you know you maybe you land a one two and now you're on your back so it's Mm-hmm. It's a tough. I think it's a tough fight for JDS to win. Yeah, I mean we've seen him lose against this type of fighter before. Yeah, but again, the only thing I'm just saying is that you know we haven't seen Curtis Blade knock knock anybody out on the feet yet. He's usually due due to granite pound, and uh, we've seen Dos Santos get knocked on the feet. But again, like Curtis Blade doesn't have that much power, so I don't know. If, yeah. If, you know, and and again, Dos Santos apparently is a black belt, so um, there's that. You know. He's apparently um, what. A black belt as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. If they can um, clinch up, if they can clinch up, and JDS just pushes them off, if that happens yeah. in the first round, I'll be live betting JDS all day. Yeah, and we've seen Dos Santos, you know, pick apart his opponent. Like he'll jab, he'll move, he'll jab, he'll move, he'll yeah. move, throw some good front kicks, and he, he he's a he's a, a fleet of foot heavyweight as well. So oh yeah, his I mean, boxing is tight. Happening. When he gets his momentum going, his boxing is tight. Yeah. Um, so um, here's another thing too. You know, I, I've seen Blades throw these, you know, throw these really like kind of uh, telegraph jabs, and I can see uh, Dos Santos going over the top with the overhand right, which is what uh, with uh, Francis has hit him with as well, overhand right over the jab. So you know, that's there's that too. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's we complete the card here. So um, yeah, I have a. Again, my two men is going to be Perez and uh, and Dos Anjos. I'll, 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 that's my solid two man, and uh, my my monster parlay of the week is going to be Blade, uh, Blades and Dos Santos going five rounds. Uh, Kiesa, no, you know Dos Anjos by finish, Perez by finish, and Darko Stosic by decision. You put those two together, hundred bucks brings you fifteen racks. Right on, right on. Yeah, so uh, if you're feeling lucky, drop a little, you know, little something on that. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on my podcast. Um, you know, thanks for being my guest. I'll um, hopefully I, uh, you know, sh- whoever's listening, just uh, sh- share this with anybody. I'm sure you fans can't get enough of this shit. So, uh, all right, man. Sounds good, bro. Thanks. Yep, yep. Good luck, man. All right, peace. Bye-bye.